A strange and mysterious fate pursued Vasily Fivieski all through his life. As though damned by some unfathomable curse from his youth on, he staggered under a heavy burden of sadness, sickness, and sorrow, and the bleeding wounds of his heart refused to heal. Among men he stood aloof, like a planet among planets, and a peculiar atmosphere, baneful and blighting, seemed to enshroud him like an invisible diaphanous cloud. The son of a meek and patient parish priest, he was meek and patient himself, and for a long time failed to observe the ominous and mysterious deliberation with which misfortunes persistently broke over his unattractive, shaggy head. Swiftly he fell, and slowly rose to his feet, fell again, and slowly rose once more, and laboriously, speck by speck, grain by grain, set to work restoring his frail anthill by the side of the great highway of life. But when he was ordained priest and married a good woman, begetting by her a son and a daughter, he commenced to feel that all was now well and safe with him, just as with other people, and would so remain forever. And he blessed God, for he believed in him, solemnly and simply, as a priest and as a man in whose soul there was no guile. And it happened in the seventh year of his happiness, in the noon hour of a sultry day in July, that the village children went to the river to swim, and with them went Father Vasily's son. Like his father, Vasily by name, and like him swarthy of face and meek in manner. And little Vasily was drowned. His young mother, the Popadia, came running down to the river bank with the crowd, and the plain and appalling picture of human death engraved itself indelibly on her memory. The dull and ponderous thumping of her own heart, as though each heartbeat threatened to be her last, and the odd transparency of the atmosphere in which moved hither and thither the humdrum familiar figures of people, though now they seem so strangely aloof, as if severed from the earth, and the disconnected, confused hubbub of voices, with each word rounding in the air and slowly melting away as new sounds came into being. And she conceived a lifelong fear of bright and sunny days, for at such times she saw again the barricade of muscular backs gleaming white in the light of the sun, and the bare feet planted firmly among the trampled cabbage heads and the rhythmic swing of something bright and white in the trough of which freely rolled a light little body, so gruesomely near, so gruesomely far, and forever estranged. And long after little Vasya had been buried, and the grass had grown over his grave, the Papadia kept repeating that prayer of all bereaved mothers, Lord, take my life, but give me back my child. Soon, Father Vasily's whole household learned to dread the bright days of summertime, when the sun shines too glaringly and sets ablaze the treacherous river until the eyes cannot bear the sight of it. On such days, when the people, the beasts, and the fields all around were radiant with gladness, the members of Father Vasily's household were wont to watch his wife with awe-stricken eyes, engaging purposely in loud conversation and laughter while she, sluggish and indolent, rose to her feet, eyeing the others so fixedly and queerly 
that they were forced to avert their gaze, and languidly lolled through the house, as though hunting for some needless article, a key or a spoon or a glass. Whatever she needed was carefully placed in her path, but she continued to seek, and her search increased in intentness and agitation in the measure that the bright and merry orb of the sun rose higher in the firmament. And she approached her husband, placing her lifeless hand on his shoulder, and kept repeating in a pleading voice, Vasya, Vasya, I say. What is it, dear? meekly and hopelessly responded Father Vasily, trying to smooth her disheveled hair with trembling fingers that were sunburnt and black with the soil and were badly in want of trimming. 